0: I'm super pumped about today's episode because today Kevin and I are honored to have Pastor Jason and Nan Britt back on the podcast with us today to talk about their most recent trip that they took with a group of pastors and wives to Israel, to the Holy Land. So yes. welcome, mm-hmm. Pastor Jason Thank and you. Nan. So We're great to have to you be guys. Here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Let's go ahead and jump like right into the deep end here. Here's the first question: Did you guys bring us back any souvenirs? Yeah. Well. There's two things <laughs> I brought
2: back. <laughs> One <laughs> was, We need to edit this. <laughs> this is not a souvenir. This is just a word of advice if you ever go to Israel. Our chips and salsa <laughs> is theirs, pita and hummus. Amen. If you know what I'm saying. Like everything yes. here Glory. So is good. chips and salsa. Like if you're gonna get something when they bring like it appetizer. out. There, the appetizer, thank you. There we had more. Pete and hummus, never. So that's not really a souvenir, but. he didn't bring yeah. us back any hummus? No hummus nah, I got it. there's a prayer shawl. <laughs> I gave it to Cindy, my sister, okay. said thanks for praying for me while I was there. That's she it. deserves that. That's true. She,
1: yeah, she probably does. All right, well, I'm a little disappointed. There's you a lot any any of souvenir anywhere? shops there.
2: Man wow. and call, <laughs> Nan and I called them the Alvin's Island uh, of uh, yeah. Israel. <laughs> Have you ever been to Panama Did City or feel death? a little that's bit too. like that. Uh, there's a tourist trap,
3: man. <laughs> I did I brought back my favorite souvenir that I brought back for our kids and my nephews is the one day we visited the the place with David and Goliath and the brook that the David, oh, wow yes and the brook that David pulled five stones out of that we were right at that brook so and cool. so I just packed my bag full of stones from that wow. brook to yes. get to get so to are our they i
0: hope like no one's going to come after you for those stones or anything mm, no that... <laughs>
3: no they gave permission they, okay. they encouraged okay. it cool
0: you're not smuggling stones right. from israel
1: well that would have been nice <laughs> you brought me some. <laughs> so this is your guys first trip to israel how did how did this even happen
2: um it was really cool i'll give it broad strokes world outreach foundation um is a group based out of athens that's basically uh kingdom-minded philanthropy group and does a lot of, uh, sponsoring of nonprofits. Um, the, the land that is around our Oconee campus, one of the, one of the starters or person who launched the ministry, uh, he owns all the land his grandkids actually go to our Oconee campus. And so pastor Jeremy made a connection. He took me to lunch one day. This gentleman named Mr. Crenshaw had a great conversation with him and, uh, after the day after, he gave me a call, and he said, "Hey, Pastor, have you ever been to Israel?" I said, "No, I was supposed to go twice, but I didn't get to." Hmm. He goes, "My the foundation I work with and support that works for nonprofits. One of our endeavors that we, one of our initiatives we just launched is every year we want to send fifteen or so pastors and their wives to Israel. We take care of the whole thing. Wow! Uh, wow. Just because we think you're a better pastor and better teacher of the scriptures if you've been to the Holy yeah. Land."
0: That's cool. And so
2: he called me. This is probably October or November mm-hmm. of last year when we had lunch. He called me the day after. And and I, Nan and I were the last pastor and wife in the trip. We were the last. I looked at her. Nice. And said, we got like two days to make a decision, <laughs> which I can make them fast. Nan likes about a day to process. Amen, Nan. And Down so uh, yes. I was like, okay, when? As long as it's not Easter. probably need to be here for Easter. <laughs> I'll be there. Uh, but th- it was. Uh, they made it possible. World Outreach Foundation. Um Mr. Crenshaw, his entire family, other Mm -hmm. people involved, Mr. Eichoff, the board, uh, Reynolds, Delisle—they're just people that they're again. Most of them have no affiliation with Bethlehem, right? uh, But they uh, love the Kingdom work we're doing, and they wanted
1: to be a part of it, and so they sent us, and it was a great blessing. I Mm -hmm. think that's yeah, just the idea that this is Capital C Church we're talking about, and not even United States. Like we're talking about Capital C Church across the world, absolutely. amazing
0: so jumping ahead just to the there's a couple questions here but uh and we'll come back we'll circle back to those but as a pastor and you kind of mentioned this that um you you know you preach and you teach about all of these places and stories that we read about and as christians we know these stories Mm -hmm. in the bible what was it like to actually see them with your own eyes
2: surreal um nan can speak to this as much you know i did four years of seminary and uh great masters and your your work there i would argue i would contend let's not let this get back to any seminaries here um <laughs> i both 10 10 days in israel mm-hmm. can get you as far down the road as as a few years of seminary wow just the context of everything the places and the locations that we've all heard about they just come to life mm-hmm. and you realize i think um, the proximity of everything mm-hmm. makes everything so re- reality. Yeah, you know the the agnostic, the atheist, the skeptics of Christianity is fairy tale and made up place, and you know that type mm-hmm. of thing, kind of Aesop's fable for yeah. moral people type. That's what the Bible is. Yeah. Well, when you get over there and you realize, no, 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 you're standing at the temple and you're looking at everything, and everything happened in about you know, a half mile, mile, two mile radius and all the places we read it. So it just brings it to life and it makes it very tangible. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, we, we were most surprised when we arrived just at how small the country of Israel yes. is hmm. and that you, you, I think it's about a six hour drive from north to south. Wow. And just so it's a,
0: like one of our states.
3: Yes. Is. Yeah. And just a few hours drive from east to west. And so while we were there to to really visit the whole country and um, go back and forth with, between the Old Testament towns and cities and sites and New Testament where Jesus spent his time uh, to be around the Sea of Galilee. And it's only about six miles across. So you just, like Jason said, you, you really can uh, understand the stories um, yeah. and the history and, you know, the history of Israel, of, of God's people, and then Jesus fulfilling you know those prophecies when he came. It just, it yes. does. It just makes it real. And and now coming home when I read my Bible, yes. I just oh, cool. can visualize it. It's just amazing. Yeah. And and so it was that that in itself was
1: worth the just whole thing.
3: Yeah. new perspective for absolutely. Us. absolutely. That's absolutely really cool.
1: I think that's great. When you you know when you read scripture and you read the different stories, it almost feels like it's in a different yes time zone different mm-hmm. mm-hmm. world place but it really was so close all of it yeah. in the old testament
2: and the new testament all happened like nan's saying you kind of move back and forth between them but we're not talking about two hour drive
1: mm-hmm. you're
2: talking about 20 minute drive
1: hmm. which so in it the all here, that's hard because it, we, we drive 30 or 40 minutes for a good restaurant yes
2: and not and don't think <laughs> much about it yeah. yeah so you think winder or bethlehem to gainesville 30 40 minutes you know there. Jericho, Nazareth, kind of down toward where Jesus began his ministry, Sea of Galilee, more in the rural part, if you will. It's a 20 mile, you wow. know, give mm-hmm. or take. Yeah. And, and one of the cool things is whenever it says, and they went up to Jerusalem, is because mm-hmm. Jerusalem's up. Yeah. It's uphill. It's uphill. It, it's uphill. Climbing the hills. So whenever you read the Bible and it goes, and they went up to Jerusalem, or they left and they went up, or Jesus' disciples went up, it's just things like that you're going, oh, okay. Hmm. You know? So is so there any? Cool.
0: Was there anything in scripture that, or, or anything that you saw that you were like, "Oh, okay, this is exactly how I pictured it"? Was there that moment for you guys at all?
2: Um, probably not. Yeah, it was like, um, you know, even the Mount of Olives. Obviously, I did the teaching a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, yeah, not not really. Where those like, this is the way I thought it would be. Yeah, uh, I think everything was more tangible and more real mm-hmm. i don't think different I don't, I don't it's just hard to get our mind around i yeah. get it because yeah. we know our world yeah. and we know our culture and we know our society and that was so different uh but just to see it and again you gotta remember civilizations are built on top of each other mm-hmm. right so mm-hmm. the excavation there uh you can see in some of our pictures i yeah. mean they're they're two or three layers down of excavating to get to where the remains or the where things were in Jesus's time yeah. or right. in the old Testament times. So pretty fascinating.
0: Yeah. And you, you've done a good, I mean, you've already kind of expressed like the way we think about it is like this mythical place, like a fable, yes. you know, mm-hmm. a fairy tale. So, so what were some of the favorite places that you guys visited? What stood out to you? i
2: Oh, let you start.
0: Yeah.
3: I, I loved being around the sea of Galilee. Mm-hmm. It, we spent a few days there before we went to the city of Jerusalem. So like Jason said, it was a little more rural and, um, that you the the water was beautiful. The land around it, uh, the mountainsides, the hills and valleys that that we read in the Bible that Israel is it, it truly is. It's hills and valleys, mm-hmm. and it's just beautiful, beautiful landscape. And and I'm somebody. I'm at peace around the water. I yes. love the water,
1: Me the too. sunshine,
3: and so. Um, in some ways, that was how I had pictured you know Jesus getting in a boat with his disciples and traveling and not going very far and crowds fo- being able to follow them. And, mm-hmm. and so we visited towns around the sea of Galilee, some which are still there, but some are not there. And so you're, you're kind of visiting the ruins of places. Um, I loved visiting Capernaum, uh, because mm-hmm. in the Bible, a lot of things happened there yeah. to me. Um, it was like Jesus's home base. Yes. Yeah. And, um, but yet it was a place that Jesus cursed later because of the the Pharisees and the priests. But the people, uh, God or Jesus did a lot of miracles. So I loved visiting yep. Capernaum, uh, being right on the shore and kind of picturing that Jesus getting out of the boat, uh, walking um, to the temple. And that would be where the lady, t- you yes. know, in the crowd of people, touched Jesus's mm-hmm. garment to be healed. Yep. Um, Jairus's daughter being healed. Yep. Um, Peter living there, and the church meeting, you know, in in Peter's house. Yes, uh, just a lot happened there. so that that was fascinating to me to just picture mm-hmm. it all and be sitting there. um and Capernaum is is in ruins, so you can, oh wow, picture you you visit the the temple ruins, yeah. Peter's house, yeah. um,
1: so it's not there's nothing built on top. There's nothing of it, built on top.
3: and they explained to us. Any place that Jesus cursed, it was uh, Capernaum, Corazim, and Beth- Bethsaida. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, nothing's, nothing's ever been built wow. there. It, you life. know, life Still and mistake. civilization never came after that. Huh? And that even That's, something like that, yeah. you know, where other places That's you powerful. see, oh yeah, you can see layers of civilization and towns coming and going, and like Nazareth, it's it's a thriving city but uh those places are just still in ruins yeah, yeah. and uh jericho and jericho is the same way the old the ancient jericho mm-hmm. um so that just interesting to super, go wow super fascinating i yeah. thought
2: i thought the time at the temple you know temple is so central to the old Testament, solomonic temple the mm-hmm. herodian temple mm-hmm. um and, and and the life of jesus but in the old testament yeah and and just the reality of Christianity, Judaism, and Islam—three probably the major world religions—all yep. of them and the significance, the temple, the temple mound, and and all of that came to life for me. Mm-hmm. That the literal temple mound, that gold dome that you can Google right now if you're listening, temple mound, mm-hmm. that gold dome that sits there—that is actually Mount Moriah, where Abraham went to sacrifice Isaac. Wow. That's where they believe. The most, well, and I again, I knew all of it was closed, but the when you realize and go, well, the reason David settled Amazing. The, the city of David in Jerusalem right below the hill that it was is that was Mount Moriah. Mm-hmm. And the reason they built the temple and a lot of the vision and, 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 and of David had and then Solomon would build, you know, a lot, all of it's tied together,
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know. And so that was a big deal. Hmm. There, there's some other preaching things um that that was super helpful i mean when you're you know you're looking out uh and just just the nature of the temple was powerful we went to Caesarea Philippi my favorite passage i preach anytime i do a vision message on the power of the local church i always go back to Jesus' words about the local church which is matthew jesus the one that that came up with the term right you know matthew 16 well where i'm not gonna give it away here because it's coming in future months, (laughs) but where he taught Caesarea Philippi, when you realize the darkness of that area Mm -hmm. makes the, the what Jesus said and how he said it even more powerful. That was big to me. Mm -hmm. Like us now in an expansion project, like Peter and Nan talked about the early church met in Peter's house. Well, you see that there was the enter the, like, and it had to be visual see it, but there was like a small little four walls or five walls, right, that held, and then you hmm. see another set of walls. You're going, what are they there for? Well, they did, they ran out of room. And so the first ever church expansion project was Peter expanding his house <laughs> to yeah, get more so people cool. in. Yeah. And then there was another yeah, layer about five because they there were five or six layers because more and more people kept coming, and to get them in the house, they had to keep expanding, mm. which fired me up because wow. I just want to go. That's what we're doing now. <laughs> that's right. Mm-hmm. Widening the walls. Peter was doing this back in the day, man.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, probably a little less expensive than ours is, <laughs> but then Peter was doing it back in the day. Yeah. Um. But it was powerful just that's to realize really cool. the church is all when when God's doing something the church has always been called to make more room. Hmm.
1: Yeah. And hmm.
2: so for me in this season is that what we're doing as a church. That was cool. I took a picture and I was like that's the first ever church expansion project pro, uh, mm-hmm. you know, project. It was powerful. Yeah. So, so there's tons more.
0: That's cool. That's yeah, and that's what that's the passage where Jesus says on this rock he says to Peter that on this rock yeah, I'll that's, I that's build that's my church. Yes, yeah. So yes. he's literally building it right there. Yeah. So that's really cool. Um okay, so in week two of Journey to the Cross, yes. you talked about the bigness of the gospel, yeah. and I loved that because you talked about the global, historical, how it's a global, historical, and supernatural movement. movement. And so how did this this trip shape that perspective for you? Kind of, Did you already have that perspective do. going in? Obviously, yeah. You obviously,
2: believe that. I think we all, but n- nothing I said, I think it just becomes more real
0: mm-hmm.
2: when you realize by global, like a holy pilgrimage around the world for believers is, is Israel. Yeah. And so you would see a tour bus from Yugoslavia, you know, the Philippines, China, I mean, not China, Japan, Yeah, you know, you would see all of these different. So there's just this global bigness Mm -hmm. of the gospel historical, kind of what I said during the teaching was you stand on roads that are 2000 years old. You realize how young and naive our, yeah. our little American experiment is. Yep. And I just think, and I'm raising my hand. I, I preach hard at that because I know that's in me to only see the world through my American yeah. eyes. Mm-hmm. And so I, that's not me accusing our church of anything. That is me preaching to myself. going, I can, that, that, you know, for my Nan and I both, we talked about what, you know, what is the takeaway is will, that was literally, will you be faithful in your time? Yeah. All this is, is our time. Yeah. By our time to be faithful, nothing new. Um, you know, and it's always been moving the same direction and Jesus has always been the centerpiece. Will you be faithful in your time? And mm-hmm. then there's just the supernatural, like there's just things that only God can do the extraordinary, you know, yeah. you, you know, I talk about an Easter's message, Peter's very natural very ordinary reaction was was Jesus really want to see me it's just and that if all of us think mm-hmm. that and but the reality is the resurrection is supernatural and extraordinary yeah and so it changes everything yeah uh and, and so just when you're over there and you realize man like our faith is a supernatural faith it's been that way from the time of David and Goliath to the time of Elijah and Mount Carmel we saw Mount Carmel mm-hmm. to Jesus hmm. and the resurrection to all you know all of these things there's just a supernatural element of our faith that that uh, God just restores in you renews in you I should say so
1: that global peace when you're there and you've seen, you're seeing all these other countries represented of Christians followers yep. of Jesus just like we are yeah do you think uh like I see the impact it's had on you mm-hmm. and it, and it bleeds down into us as we listen to you talk about it that that we are you know, America is not God's chosen people. Yeah. But do you think those, do you get the sense that when you're in there, that those other countries are the same way or are they thinking a different way altogether? Oh, like, uh, I time? think,
2: yeah. I think, but we, human is just to know what's in front of you, to know what you smell, to know what you taste, know what you touch, know where you are. I think it's very human. Yeah. yeah. And so I do think the drama of our time, the self important drama of our life playing out on TikTok and Twitter and, news feeds amplifies our narcissism even more yeah so i would just i'll defend the people of the world i'm not saying they don't yeah. you know what i mean i'm sure yeah. they do but i just think ours is amplified mm. because everything i mean the our is our messianic uh, jewish tour guide herzl he would always go, everything's bigger and everything's better in America. You know, he would talk in his Israel. That's my
1: bad, Israel uh, Israeli.
2: But he would talk and, and just what that's what I mean big, loud. That's just who around the world were big. We're loud. So we're the Texas we're,
0: of the world. Yes, that, exactly. I, I <laughs> obnoxious. <to> say. <laughs> right.
3: Yeah. No offense, yeah. Texas. <laughs> no offense, Texas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: America's done so much good for the world. So there's no no, right. no doubt about that. Right. I mean, I'm a proud Everything's fan. Everything's in thankful, the United States. But there's just the reality of that's how we're known. And I think it yeah. comes off in our, the way we see everything revolving around us. Yeah. You know,
1: yeah. and you our, experience that. Uh, I, part of my reason for that question is I've experienced that. In the Middle East is where I've experienced where where I realize that they know us as being very narcissistic, yes, loud, obnoxious people, loud
2: um, in your face, big, <laughs> yeah. all that. And I think you just realize that, right or wrong, right that that stereotype plays into the reason that sometimes we can only see the world through our eyes. Yeah, you know, yeah. and and again, other places of the world, other parts of the world, I'm sure they only know. But I just think for us in who much is given, there's responsibility. And at the church, to be, just to remember, I would just say this. It's dark. And we'll talk about this in a few weeks. It's dark. It's evil. We see a lot of the sin and perversion happening in our society. And there's a whole lot of, oh, my gosh. here's It's bad. It's evil. It's dark. It's always been that yep. way. Yeah. yeah. I think that's the big thing. You have to remind people, hey, 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 hey. Especially if you got a little bit of... Look, I'm not saying it's good. I'm, it breaks our heart. Sin should yes. break our heart. But it, listen, when you get around and you see some of these sites and you realize what they were doing at some of these sites, yeah. some of these cities Jesus was in, like it's uncomfortable to talk about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In our time, where you can talk about anything. Yeah. Right.
3: Yeah. I think that's yeah. What I was thinking of my perspective and being there and my faith is like Jason just said. Being reminded, seeing, and listening to thousands of years' uh, worth of history, and um, that evil has always existed, yeah. mm-hmm. and that rule of law and respect for human life, and things that, that we, things that yeah. we just assume oh, doesn't everyone acknowledge that? And and they don't. And throughout history, and so, uh, but being reminded that, I think while we were in Israel, mm-hmm. just my eyes were opened even more that God has always been in control, that when evil seems to be rampant, when, you know, when things rise and fall, and God has never been swayed from his plan. Human making mistakes hasn't swayed God. You know, God is in control. And so my own personal worries and fears just seemed so small. Mm. In comparison to that kind of big God, yeah, and I've good, prayed, and I've been thankful to even take that home to live my life that way. To not be, you know, like I just said, that to not have fears and worries over your family, over your kids, over what's happening in the world. That God is in control, yep. yeah, and 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 to not even uh, fear suffering, fear whatever it may be, because you just are reminded, yeah, it's good that. He's sovereign, yeah. and we um, we belong to Him, and um, to just not let the enemy distract us in that way, you know, to yeah. be very aware and, and awake to the enemy and his schemes, and so that was that was a great reminder for me.
2: It, and yeah. I think for both Nan and I, I mean, just speaking as pastor and wife here, I mean, 12 years of our life has been spent here at Bethlehem now, mm-hmm. and so you can get really, it was good for both of us, because you yeah. can get very insular in The reality that this is where we've raised our kids, we've seen what God's done, we've seen what God's doing, but we're also we're speaking as Bethlehem Church, like like don't get so obsessed or don't get so worried, Mm -hmm. don't get so frantic over what you're dealing in. You're part of a big thing that God's had for a long time.
1: Yeah, Uh, I would just for encouragement for you guys. We haven't spent a ton of time together since you guys have been back, but it it shows Mm -hmm. like your eyes are open. It's it's uh, it's coming out. All that you took in is, is in just conversations, and yeah. the way you're preaching, um, in the way you're leading our staff and our church. Like, yeah. like I can see that. I can feel the results of sure of seeing how big God is. Um, it's impacted you, so therefore sure. it impacts us. Yeah, which is yeah. A there's a
0: confidence and a peace that you carry coming from that and yep. seeing that. And Jason, you've always said God's kingdom is big. God's it kingdom is. is large, and it includes you know it's big enough to include our you know His, his plan for us. And then as you stood in front of the the tomb, did you guys go to yes. the empty tomb? Oh yeah. And to see that Jesus's body is it's it was never it's it's gone. It's not there. No. And it's you know 2000 years later, over 2000 years later, still not there. So talk about that moment and and you know again with this the bigness of God's plan, his sovereignty.
3: Yeah. Well, it's interesting there's if you take a tour and people who have been to Israel, we've talked about this in Jerusalem, there's two sites that they'll take you to often. And mm. they say, you know, 80% accuracy, but one site that's believed to be Jesus's tomb, there's a a cathedral, a church built on right. top of it. It's, it's a, um, you know, very hornet. decorated, yes, yeah. ornate, oh, yes. you stand in line. Yeah. Yes, it's, so it's, we went there and then we, we we had the opportunity to visit the the, to, to, yes, to a place the the garden tomb where um, it's believed that that could be, you know, 90
2: percent, 85 to 90 percent accuracy there.
3: And there's some things so. surrounding it, like such as it's it's around a garden, you know, yeah. it's 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 um, near the, the skull, the rock, the mm-hmm. the place Galgotha. that, mm-hmm. yeah, Golgotha and, and just the uh, where everything is at fits the story that we read you know of jesus's death and burial and resurrection and mm-hmm. mary uh mistaking him for the gardener Barter. you know uh-huh. and so uh what's amazing is that because it kind of wasn't for thousands of years not really thought to be an important place mm-hmm. it's kind of been left untouched, untouched. so <laughs> i i that's cool. And they really <laughs> so, in the last 120 they,
2: years they found yes,
3: it. Yes, it's, it's really been, been pretty Google recent. It. And so that was the place where we spent more time and um got to to walk inside that tomb mm-hmm. and I've never had I've just never been more speechless or yeah. just yeah. it's just breath just breathtaking like that experience of um just yeah, thinking through um, almost like the women who stepped into the tomb. It had to be mm-hmm. large enough for them to step inside and turn to their right yeah. to and it had talk to, be... to the angel. And this was a tomb that was large, you know, mm-hmm. and so we got to walk in it and and then step back had out. Had to be
2: for the, the the stone to be rolled away, all of that. There yeah. had to be certain. Now, there are basically 10 criteria archaeologists, biblical archaeologists, historians will say it had to fit. The garden tomb fits nine of the 10. Mm-hmm. It's the other good. one doesn't about four of the ten. <laughs> okay. Uh the Peter's Church of the mm-hmm. Sepulchre or something like that. Yeah. Um, but when you go there, so yeah, we you you you'll, you'll see the obviously we're filming this right before Easter, but you'll see pictures on Easter
0: ah, of the okay. empty tomb. Very you'll cool. see
2: how it kind of excavated down. You know, I think one thing's mm-hmm. really cool. So and and where the where again where Golgotha was, where the temple was, where he would have been let out, all of that would have taken place is all quarter of a mile yeah really
1: Hmm. close
2: you know and so jesus so i think about acts 2 i've been reading through acts i was reading before i went to jerusalem and i've been reading or jerusalem yeah before i went to israel Mm -hmm. i was reading acts in acts chapter 2 peter preaches the first pentecost the first gospel message post the resurrection filled with the spirit and, and it, he does it on the southern steps of the temple where we stood on the southern steps of the temple. Hmm. And one part, you know, when Peter or Paul would all explain the gospel, they always would do it by rooting it in Abraham yeah. and David. Hmm. And they basically take back the Old Testament speaking to a Jewish audience. Well, there's one part of Acts 2 where he goes, hey, you guys know King David, and you know where he's buried, where his bones are, and he's literally pointing at it. Mm. because it's just right there you don't understand that when you read it yeah but then he points and goes but there's a tomb over there and nobody's there yeah Mm -hmm. and so (laughs) that all comes to life wow right there you know he's right so when we read it we're going he's just laying out history yeah he is but he's also pointing you can go over there and david's bones are there
0: to an actual geographic place and he's pointing (laughs) at it
2: and then he's pointing back but there's a tomb over there, and there's nobody there. That's awesome. And so, you know that it, I, the word I use was like your. I use it at Easter. Is there's a natural reflex? Like reflex is an involuntary action we have. Mm. We don't even know it. Mm. And so, like the mind was very astonished, uh, very overwhelmed, speechless gratitude. Mm. You know, just this renewed sense of passion. When you stood at that empty tomb going, this is all, Hmm. this is, this is everything we believe. This is it. Yeah. You know, um, there's still no body and and there is, you know, (laughs) and so that was, and then you read that first Easter story, John 20, it was the same. There's just a natural human reflex that tells you a lot about the state of your soul based on how you respond Yeah, to the idea that, that Jesus, the news, the truth that Jesus isn't there. (laughs) And and, and I think 2000 years later, it's still the same in our life but yeah it was super it was very surreal yeah, yeah. you take in so much information Nan and i both talked about you because it's so much that emotionally some people like maybe moved we were not necessarily moved to tears or or but just because you're you are literally absorbing so much
0: yeah
2: yeah every day all day you would go to the room at night you walk a lot but you've you we have just page and page mm-hmm. page of notes of notes of notes. You're absorbing mm-hmm. so much; it's hard to feel. Yeah, you're more processing. Don't want to yeah. miss anything. Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: Wow, it's like drinking from a fire hydrant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's oh, really cool the whole time. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, you kind of already talked about this, but so we are obviously recording this before Easter. Yeah. So we're in Holy Week right yep. now. We start Easter um,
2: services tomorrow.
0: Yes. Yes. And so by the time this airs, Easter will have occurred. But I want to just talk a moment about how, how has this trip affected your, or shaped your perspective on Easter this year? How is it different for both of you?
2: Yeah, I think what we were saying, I just think there is a potency uh, uh, that, that just it feels once you've been there and seen it, like just the the reality that, that one thing Mm -hmm which is a big thing that Jesus is alive is what sets our faith apart. Yeah. That that's the thing. That's yeah. right. There is an event and a person. That's what I talk about at Easter. There's a person and there's an event. Mm. It's not a new approach to morality. It's not a new approach to the nature of the universe. Yeah. It's not a new approach to religion. It's a person and it's a, an event and then everything else. And so I think you mm. just realize in a day and age of skepticism, cynicism, and doubt Jesus and the resurrection is where to get to mm. and what all that means and i think you just realize the power of the gospel that has been changing lives for for yeah. centuries yeah. that that's kind of the thing that's just renewed in you of let them let the gospel do its work in somebody's life
3: yeah i agree with with everything you just said and and i i think thinking of easter but also just what we believe Two things just kept coming back to me while we were there, and I I keep thinking about it at home. But that we all that we were learning and the themes seemed to be that God takes evil very seriously, He takes sin very seriously. Yes, Um, and you can see that through Old Testament Testament examples, Um, and then God also the other group of people or in their actions it was the the pharisees the sanhedrin the priest mm. that god and, and jesus rebuked and took very seriously and and you just I, I, my prayer was like god you know have mercy on us and our family let us let us be aware of sin and its influence yeah. and not just allow You know, take that seriously. You know, because you just see that over and over throughout. That was the problem with the Israelites that they just didn't see that as a big deal of the people they lived around and the idols that were worshipped, and it just, um, you know, brought evil into into them and their homes, and there were consequences that. But then you have the religious people who uh, put Jesus on the cross and as we as we have faith you know yeah. you just you're like lord open our eyes and let us follow you with a pure heart yes. that mm-hmm. we're not religious we're not legalistic when in thinking that we're doing the right thing right. Yeah. And then we're also not on swing to the other way and where we just tr- treat sin like it's it's Livid. not a big deal right and, and that just kept coming back to me and 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 a renewed just awareness at home raising yep. our kids our family the generations that that follow uh, you know in our family of lord let us be faithful but let us make sure we know yeah. what that means you yep. know right, and because right. you see uh, both yeah. sides when you're there and okay. uh, and the the effects of history and god's story that he's telling and mm. um
1: I think it's and a good who put word Jesus too. on
3: the cross. Yeah, I think it's a
2: good word too like like God takes evil serious. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I think that yeah. that's the thing I would say that we have a little more flippant even in the church sometimes uh than we should when it comes like God takes it like that's what you see God, like the wrath of God is as real as the love of
1: God. Mm.
2: And that both yeah. the cross is a picture of both the wrath of God and the love of God both right. at the same time. Yeah. And so I think that's a big deal. Yeah. Like in our time to go I'm not sure why we are convinced that we're not beyond being cursed mm-hmm. as a people hmm. like, 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 and all I mean by that is judgment. Yeah. And like, that's pretty steady throughout scripture. And so, you know, don't be freaked out by that. Well, I'm just saying yeah. Yeah. there's in, just in this, our... this, this, just, j- this consequence got, I mean the, one of the, one of the best lines, I know we're starting, you know, I'm just talking one of the best parts. It was like a lot of the deconstruction, you know, Old Testament God was so mean, and Israel would go in and wipe out the Amorites, the Perizzites, and He goes, "That's the argument. If God was so loving, yeah, why would God kill these people?" And here's the question they never ask: What were these people up to? What were these people right. doing? Right. right, they were idol worshiping, yeah, sexually deviant, yeah. hurting children, yes. worshiping the devil, and so God stands against evil,
0: yeah,
2: and God's going to establish His, and so you just see that and you realize that and you go but the grace of God and all of those mm-hmm. things play into it because again we're very much a let's communicate the love of God culture mm. Because yeah. we don't want to fear people with the wrath of God, which I agree, the gospel is about the love of God demonstrated yes. for us. Yes, but there is wrath, there is a consequence, there is, you know, yeah. Well, and you there see is
0: all justice that when you're over there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, justice. Yes, yeah, it's the love of God. Uh, you know, it's because of His great love that there has to be justice yes. And, yes. And, and righteousness.
3: Yeah. And it's like He's like a our guide would share a lot to 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 say. God is like a, it would be like a loving parent who is trying to protect his children, your children from evil, from danger, from harm all through history. That's in even now God's ways really are to protect us from harm and danger and evil. And and he does know what is best, but our human heart Mm -hmm. is always just so quickly prone to wander uh, yes led astray and and that we know best yeah
0: i i read through the bible a couple years ago with my kids and and that was the one thing reading through the Old Testament. You hear that all the time. Why does God seem so angry in yes. the Old Testament? You hear it all the time. And what I came away from was like, Lord, you are so patient with us. Oh, yes. And I mean, oh, the Israelites yes, would just mess up again and again yes. and again. And he always offered another chance, another yes. chance. And then through Christ, it's you know it's forgiveness of our sins. So oh. I was always amazed by that. Um, so do you guys have any, any final thoughts, any final takeaways, anything you want to say about this amazing lifetime opportunity of a lifetime trip that you guys went on?
2: Yeah, it was awesome. And I I love the line. I used it on Easter. OCS Lewis line, Christianity, if false is of no importance, Mm -hmm. if it's true, it's of infinite importance. Mm -hmm. The only thing it cannot be is moderately important. Yep. Yeah. I think that was kind of the, the, the thing true. that I wrote down. I remember this old line of C. S. Lewis that uh I wrote down just going, That's the reality. Mm-hmm. Like it the place it can't be is casual. And right. and if it's not true, then it doesn't matter. If it is true is the most matters. Mm-hmm. What it can't be is just kind of casual about it. And I think that was the encouragement for me, is that mm-hmm. be passionate, preach passionately, lead passionately, lead like God to control, but also to lead. Like what you do matters. Yeah, Mm -hmm.
0: yeah. Yeah. So, amazing. Well, Nan, you have any final thoughts? Well,
3: I should have thrown this out there earlier, but Angela, you can appreciate this when you're in Israel and you're visiting places. um, The several it came up; it was a theme of Jesus's life and the honor and value that He gave to women. Yes, we visited a place, and the whole. (laughs) the whole museum was honoring women. Oh, yeah, it
2: was. was, Based, and
3: I just, you just walk with your head so high, and (laughs) one of, makes me love Jesus even more, just that, that we kind of shrug at that, like, we just assume, yeah, that's always been, but Jesus was such a revolutionary, (laughs) like, that just the place he gave women, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. so when we were at the tomb, that, that was also what just made me speechless that he greeted women first and they came and he just took pleasure in, um, elevating women. And when that was just unheard of and also, you know, being in special education and and many people know that's my, my role and field and lead buddies and just the the value that he placed on every person oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah and I love being there you read about it and but being there um, just being so proud that that's the God that I follow yes. you know and that's that he every person is created equal in his image mm-hmm. and and then a lot of those sites you visit that's what the tour guides are saying is this was unheard of yes. Jesus would give someone attention or yes. speak to someone or that they were unclean and nobody in the town would you know, and women. And so it just, I loved that part. I love that you brought that up because I wanted to
0: say something. You said uh, something about the value of human life that we kind of take for granted nowadays. And that it just in ancient cultures was not there, but that all started with Christianity, this valuing human life and being for the least of these. And it it, it all started with Christ. So I love that, that you brought that that back up.
1: That's how he treated everybody. Yes,
0: yes. So, well, I don't want to end this, but (laughs) I guess we're out of time. So thank you guys so much for being here and for talking about this. This is so cool. Thank you for having us. Yeah. So if you're listening, uh, please feel free to email us with any questions, comments. Uh, We'd love to hear from you, our listeners. Email us at beyondsunday at Bethlehemchurch.us. And as always, thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time.